from the home offices of Ash and Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Should we get into the podcast? Yeah, let's get into the podcast. Yep. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to this second episode of the new year, the Unbuilt Boss podcast, continuing a little bit with our theme, right, Ash, of the review of the previous year and discussing how you might be able to improve things going forward if certain aspects did not work out as you intended in 2023, which personally, in our firm, certainly has been the case. So I'm not even suggesting it's the case for the listeners. I'm just saying, look, we also had some stuff which didn't perform as well, convert as much, whatever we had hoped. So doing that is quite helpful. And yeah, we came back, right, Ash, to this good old discussion. We're putting out content, we're establishing events, we have messaging, and it's not resonating that much. That's a problem lots of people have. I don't know. I don't know if you agree. I think that's a problem in general, mostly because, I mean, I don't want to get into that for this episode, but the market has changed. And the the signals have changed when signals have changed you can't keep doing the exact same thing. that is certainly a reason right if, if if the circumstances change your messaging can't stay the same yeah. that is a good one we might want to revisit yeah when the signals that change is, let little... me, where's my pen we need to that has to come out and also i feel like we, we did that didn't we sort of do a repositioning for a session type thing the recession that never happened so we, we were well yeah i mean wrong to be fair, but also the, right, right? Because demand did soften for many consulting sectors in, in 2023. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to like, you know, paraphrase that the recession is not like a massive recession. It's just economic instability because the 76 yeah. elections this month, this year, sorry, across the oh, world. All right. Yeah. So, so but, repo- but repositioning for too many elections is not a clickbaity headline. No, um, no, it's so, much yeah. more to do with the fact that it's uh, an unstable year. Yeah, but damn it, focus. We wanted to talk about yes. <laughs> We wanted to talk about increasing engagement because honestly, I, I worked last year with a couple of clients. Some of those had the same issue. And I'll tell you what those clients were without giving too much away, right? So so I'll have sort of anonymized the examples and, and fictionalized them to a little bit. But maybe you or the listeners can guess what their issue is when it comes to speaking to their market and then only hearing crickets, right? Not Not getting the engagement. So There was, for example, a digital experience consultancy that Mm -hmm. is selling digital experiences. So yes, they built apps. Yes, they built websites. But there's more to it than that, right? I I should not be saying it's just an app building agency. There's also a lot of consulting involved around business models and stuff. But digital experience, okay. There was an IT firm specializing in DevOps consulting and DevOps methodology implementations, all that stuff. There was an, I don't know how to... Describe them an HR or organizational consultancy doing future oh, work. Yeah, basically. Type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's essentially all change and <laughs> yeah, change management. Yeah, yeah. Well, the last one was the last one was an enterprise architecture group. I think architecture difficult concept to explain, and, and they were all about enterprise agility and how to improve that. So, so can you guess what I'm driving towards with that? Well, or... I didn't want to just say that. First of all, don't position yourself as someone who is essentially working on agile stuff because guess what with everything changing you have to be agile it's nothing new to sell to people even well, in your yeah I, I would agree depends a little bit on how you do it and which market you're in but i'll tell you this 
that is not the, how do you position it how do you position the firm is not the issue here oh no it's not about uh, but how yeah you could you go on it, it's not just go about on. how you position the firm it's like what are you trying to sell? Like, what is your key unique yes. thing that you're going to get into? Like, if you, you're going to you talk have... about all the stuff, like, what are you selling me? See, this is why you are the co-host on this podcast. Yeah, that's exactly it, actually. And that is exactly it. And this is where, where it gets interesting. Because all these, what all these clients, all these firms have in common is, and we could have thrown AI and digital transformation stuff in the mix. They're yeah. selling... Very high, I call this high concept, I think is a phrase, right? From novel or screenwriters use. Like it's, it's high concept stuff. It's hard to grasp. Mm-hmm. It is, sometimes it's borderline idealistic. If you're talking about DevOps, right? It would be nice to have, but nobody has ever done it in full. So sort of Which is why it's often perceived as overhyped, dubious value, or it's a bit vague. And it's often, there's a suspicion of, it's very hard to pull off, sure, why should I bother? And I think this is the point we're driving to. It's very much removed from the pains, the struggles, the actual fires people have to fight in their day-to-day business. So I do want to add something here as someone who does work extensively in communication side as well as marketing. Yeah. The key thing here is you have to be brave enough to fight ambiguity. High concept is fine. High concept is not the issue. I would agree. The issue here is the fact that your messaging is ambiguous. Like, what are you telling me? You can do a fast space transformation. You can do, you can like work to change. You can accelerate the pace. Like none of this stuff is saying anything. These are all yeah. like, I think exactly. what we need right now is effective communication. And yeah. that means say more by saying less. Yeah. And also get to the point. Yeah. I was and I want to be... there, but I skipped. Yeah, <laughs> get to the effing point. No, I think you're right. And and uh, it's very good of you to point out effective communications because I should be clear. Now, the, the challenges these guys had were, were in, in driving engagement, driving conversions, driving business development results, right? In yeah. those areas. And I'm saying this because you're right. High concept can be fine. For example, if you do forward-looking thought leadership and you speculate about the future of work, what it looks like, that is okay. And this is often the case that firms do this and they can get a lot of applause for it, positive feedback, great piece. I really, I shared this with my students and so forth, but the problem is you're not going to do a lot of business development of the back Actually, of it because uh, yeah. to reiterate, you are f- too far away from the challenges your clients face today, right? You're too far out, you're too high up in the ivory tower, whatever the price is. Sorry, you wanted to say something. No, I actually want to like say effectiveness, yes. But the key thing is what is missing and what's getting diluted is authenticity. Okay. This is the reason why still things sell on a one-one basis a lot quicker than a many-one basis. I mean, one-to-many basis. Because when you are speaking to the client as a salesperson, you know what their problem is. You know what keeps them up at night. You know what they're trying to like resolve. You're going yeah. there and you're t- talking to them in an authentic manner to solve their specific issue. Like you were saying, to use the headache pill to, you know, cure their pain. Yeah. But in this specific, in what is essentially happening when it, the messaging and stuff goes to a higher level is that authenticity and the efficiency is going because you are to use your old tired expression, trying to yeah. just target 
the entire automotive industry. Yeah, I, I think not... we need to. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I, we need. Let's double click on the headache yeah. pill metaphor there for a second because I think that we we had that. The, the listeners won't be aware of it. I think you and I discussed it before switching the mic yeah. on. So, to, to the point, right? With to being too up high in the high retail, it's fine to deliver future work projects. Nothing against that. It's fine to say we specialize in helping with digital transformation. But if you're trying to drive business development results by, for example, shaping a program, let's say around a series of events or webinars or whatever, right? So, so you can actually have conversions on something. If you stick with digital transformation, right? Here's five reasons why to do one. Here's 16 steps, how to prepare it. Here's how to make the case. The risk you expose yourself to is you are saying something that, while helpful, is so far removed from the immediate issues that it's essentially the equivalent of talking about dietary habits and exercise and the necessity of enough sleep to someone who has a severe headache right now, right? What you're saying is not wrong. It might actually help them overcome it. But what they run right now is just a pill against the freaking headache, right? So that's yes. why they're not listening to your pitch. And that's, by the way, frankly, why your five steps to uh, make the case for digital transformation webinar will not get zero visitors, like right? It mm -hmm. might get some and, and they will like what they hear, but it will not compel specific action on the back end of it, um, I yes. think is the point. Absolutely yeah. agree with you. And I think what needs to be fixed here is your storytelling and how you communicate your story. So again, yes, as we reiterated multiple times in this few, in the last few minutes, it is fine to talk about high concept. It's fine to talk about that, all of those things. It's fine to talk about the big issue. You are essentially talking about the state of the world there. Think about the trailer in a world where something happens. That is the whole thing. But the question then comes up is, why does it matter to you and how can I help you? That's the yeah. thing where you need to get to, like, the, the big messaging, cool, fine. Just reduce ambiguity, make it more efficient, Yeah. yeah. get to the point, fine. Then, yeah. if you want to really gain attention, you need to immediately hit on the thing of, why does this matter to you? Like, we yeah. want you. We need you. Yeah. What is about you? And then... And you have their attention and often when you have their attention i mean sorry you have their interest and once you have yeah. their interest to get their attention you need to explain why i am the person to what do you say work on it and one last thing before uh, sorry flo is that this is like that old tired gif that was there in the in django unchained so you had my you know interest but now you have my attention Yes, exactly. That is the thing that you exactly. are aiming And I, that is fine. And I the, the point where I tried to interrupt was, I really like what you said with the big messaging is fine. I never thought about it that way, but it's exactly right. So the big messaging is fine. Fine. You are a DevOps consultancy. That's a good description. It's fine. But in order to drive business development results, you have to translate that to small messaging and you have to get closer to the pain. And I think the formula I want to give away in this podcast, which is very simple, and we can give a few examples to make it more specific. But the idea is don't lead with the big message, lead to it, if I'm making sense, right? So it's fine to talk about DevOps and how you help with it after you have given people something that helps them put the fire out they are experiencing this Wednesday or getting rid of the headache they're having right now. So the job then is, and this is where we get into the, you know, 
bit of a meat of the episode. I don't know what the job for marketers to find that one thing. And this is where we point you back to any episode we've ever done on client research and insight, right? That will be one of them. <laughs> uh, how to find this out. You can also do what I did with some of those clients, frictionalized clients I mentioned in the results, which is, uh, should I go on? Should we, do we go into the tip section? <laughs> I think we should because we've like meandered yeah. on. Wait. All right. Okay. So, so without further ado, so you could do what we did with those clients, which is you sit down with the teams who do the actual consulting work and you tease out just by interviewing, you know, by discussing this, what are some of the immediate buyers or issues or pains uh, that clients bring up frequently as they either book and buy an engagement or move into one, or sometimes the stuff gets brought up as in the form of escalations, right? Because you you take them along your process for, I don't know what, enterprise agility, and they keep saying, yeah, but what about this? We need to, you know, usually in those engagements, that's my point, there are instances where the immediate pains and needs become very clear. Another way to, another path to get to those is sometimes the consultancies already know those and they're very smart about them and they have in their proposal presentations or in their onboardings or in their process Mm -hmm. Uh, you can control F this, the word quick wins, right? So here's how we will deliver some quick wins in this process. Yes. That's another of these team things, which those should be the key components to take to market in your business development, because that's what draws people in. That's what gets to your point, their attention, because that's what how you address the headache. And once the headache is done... Yes. They're much more likely to listen to the other things you have to say. In other words, that's to your point there, right? With the meme, now we can have their interest, but it needs to be the small thing first. We have to lead with the painkiller and then lead towards the, the cure, right? The cure right solution. That is the entire thing. And I can, so to maybe round out the episode or spill the beans a little bit. So for the yep. digital experience firms, plural, it's actually not one specific client. So it's a it's a pattern I saw across a couple of those. It's very difficult for, for clients in the market to understand why they need to invest in digital experiences or why they need to digitalize. I mean, in theory, yeah, you know, new revenue, interesting subscription business models, yada, yada, yada. But it's never actually quite specific. And in a couple of those cases, we figured that their clients did not want to build an app for an app's sake or had a clear grasp of how digital might benefit them. But they did have issues with client with customer complaints, right? Customer satisfaction, yes. customer yes. attention somewhere in their customer lifecycle that could easily be amended by making a self-service app for something here, installing chatbots over there, smoothing mm -hmm. out the ordering process, right? Typical stuff where you could say, all right, digitalized parts of the customer experience is actually going to fix these issues. And it turns out, if you make that your talking points, stuff resonates much better. A different example here, the DevOps guys. Now, this is a little bit of a specific case, but for them, we realized that whenever people came to them and said, I think we might be interested in DevOps, sort of reluctantly, right? What they really experienced were often frustrations around misunderstandings, delays in the dev process. Like they said, ah, it takes us forever to ship something and I don't know why. And a lot of those didn't even require like the full-fledged DevOps. Thing. Oh, does it? it was often no, just yeah. around, you know, fixing misunderstandings between the people putting in the requirements and the dev team or the dev team and the software quality assurance, right? On those. And it turns out you can teach people how to get those out of the way without ever using yes. the word DevOps. 
in a pretty short webinar and giving them very specific steps, which by the way, those pique people's interest, right? Because if you can learn on a Friday afternoon how to get my requirements engineering issues in hand, I will probably do that. I have two more if you're ready for it. So I'm I'm ready. Go on. But but the so so the future of work, folks, struck gold. It's maybe a bit early to tell, but they're seeing way better results than they had before. Let's put it that way. When we focused on a very specific subset of their target audience and we figured out, hey, why don't we set our sights on freshly baked HR directors, right? Mm-hmm. Ambitious mm-hmm. folks who want to set an agenda, have a plan, present something to the board, that type of situation. And we give them something that helps with that, right? A first 90-day plan combined with some templates and then that would result in a compelling sort of agenda for your first year. We can teach you how to do that. And of course, future yeah. of work initiatives will be folded into that. But again, boom, that is a pain people actually have solved. And it's solved in a way that allows us to talk about future works initiatives. And then the last one to round out this dog and pony show, the, the agility piece, it's not fully proven out, but the hypothesis I'm working with on with a couple of clients in that area you made the point that agility, yeah, companies have to be agile. The, the concept itself. It's something that we know already is my point. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, it's struggling. People are struggling because they've, a lot of companies will have tried agility initiatives a little bit like, like Scrum and stuff, right? So the risk of not doing it right or doing just a little bit of it is very high. And then people just get burned out and bummed out by the concept. So it's, there's lots of frustration. So the way forward there was to not talk about agility and agile practices, but to talk about quickly fixing issues in project management, right? That's the band-aid. It, it'll not help people if right, if they do better project management, they still not be more agile or they still be managing projects which should have never happened in the first place. But yeah. it is one of their pains, right? Because they all everybody has like delayed projects that are over budget and all the stuff. And everybody is wondering why, because we all bought this project management software and we had people PMI certified and we had all this training still not working. Why? So that gave us an opening there to to do some engagement and, and test the messaging. So I'll have to, and I'll forget this, but we will have to eventually to come back and discuss how I also like I, I do want to like caveat two things here engagement needs to be like also done in a smart way don't talk because you have to talk because you've gained their interest and they want to listen and you actually have yeah. something to say that's relevant to them if you just talk about everything they're not yeah. they're going to tune out then they're going to tune out quickly because they know that you just talk about everything and they're not going to hear what they want to hear, which is tying into what you said, lead on from what matters to them before you get into the big vision, yeah. big picture. So to close this or in closing rather, instead mm-hmm. of recapping one, one caveat here, um, all of this is fine. And all mm-hmm. of this, I can assure you, will lift things like engagement, interest, conversions quite a bit, depending on where you're coming yeah. from. I've seen 3x, whatever, improvements easily, right? And uh, keep in mind, some of my clients are st- starting from a low base, right? So listeners might be much better off already. But still, I think you can drive significant improvements. But all of that is for naught, right? Uh, and again, mm-hmm. I'll point people to earlier episodes. If you haven't figured out the overall client journey as a whole, right? Yeah. Because 
great. Now we have tons of people downloading our 90-day plan or attend the DevOps, the, sorry, the remove friction from your development process webinar. But what then? So we need to be prepared to have the next thing to move them towards, right? What we don't want to do is just give them the aspirin or ibuprofen yes. and see them say thank you and walk away. No, we need to be able to give them the tablet together with the flyer that says, would you like to have to never have a headache in your life again? We, we have something where we show you how to do that in just 30 minutes, which will be up for that. I'm making this up on the fly, but that's the idea, right? Yes. Small steps towards a bigger goal, but you have to have the entire staircase built so you can point people to the next thing. Otherwise, all you'll do is create a spike I don't know, in webinar registrations, congrats, you, job well done. But again, it'll not do much. And one final caveat to reiterate what you said in the beginning, like the big message is fine. If you have that stuff sorted, like if you're good at driving interest for small time pieces, then the big stuff, the forward-looking thought leadership, the huge topics, the conference around the future of work, absolutely is for you because that's how you build brand, right? So keep in mind, yes. we are talking here about business development, more immediate results. And that is when the, the initial criticism, right, of the high concepts of working is valid. And this is when the, the recommendations from today's episode will help. If it's mm -hmm. building brand and visibility and awareness and the big splash you're after, the high concept stuff might be the way to go. Although I still have questions about, I don't know, digital transformation making for something that attracts people. Mm -hmm. But that's a rant for another day. Do you have anything else? Or No, I think you've covered what we needed. And also, you did a recap when you said we are not going to do a recap. You know, Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is because I don't have discipline. It's fair. Anyways. It's fair. But I think with that, we hope everyone is or has been keeping warm. We know temperatures rise shortly and then sink again. So as we sit through this El Nino start of the year... We had people camp overnight on the autobahn, the famous German <laughs> one, because we had so much ice and snow and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going bobsleigh riding with the kids this weekend. That sounds fun. Can't wait to get to it. Anyways, have a great one. I'll stop the recording here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for stopping by, Ash, and then speak to all of you soon. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us.